This is the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. Now, from Studio B or wherever the Saints and Pelicans might be, here's Brianna Nowlin and Cassie Calvert. Welcome to this Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. Big day for the Pelicans here in New Orleans as Anthony Davis was named an All-Star starter last night. It's his fourth consecutive time being named to the All-Star team and his second time as a starter, although the other time he was named as a starter, he wasn't able to play due to injury. Very well deserved for Anthony Davis, obviously. He's averaging third in points per game in the league just behind Harden and Westbrook, who are both guards, obviously, second in blocks per game and led that for much of the season. If you're a fantasy person, he's giving you 51.6 fantasy points per game, which is just incredible. In the win over Orlando on Wednesday, AD recorded his 3,000th career rebound, and he joined TNT's broadcast last night to talk about how he really wants to go out there and earn that MVP for the city of New Orleans. So look for him to put on a great show He'll be joined by Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kawhi Leonard for the Western Conference starters. And the Eastern Conference starting lineup will be Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Bucks, Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, Kyrie Irving, and LeBron James. And the reserves will be announced next Thursday at 7 p.m. also on TNT. And that will be named by the coaches. The Pelicans coming off a win versus the Magic on Wednesday, and they'll be hosting the 8-33 Nets tonight at the Smoothie King Center at 7 p.m. These two teams played just last Thursday in Brooklyn with the Pelicans winning 104-95, and they were without AD in that game after he bruised that left hip in the Knicks game last week. Tyreek went off for 29 points. Um, His high for the season so far after New Orleans fell behind by as many as 8 points, he was huge in that comeback. The Pelicans outscored the Nets 31-16 in that fourth quarter to really close out that game. Got a big weekend of football coming up, and we are going to hear from Heath Evans, who caught up with Daniel yesterday to talk NFL playoffs. Packers-Falcons at 2.05 Central on Sunday at the Georgia Dome. Packers have run the table so far, like Aaron Rodgers predicted earlier this season, to be number four Green Bay, who is 10-6 at number two Atlanta, 11-5. These teams played in October, with the Falcons beating the Packers 33-32, on a last-minute touchdown pass from Matt Ryan with 31 seconds left. But that was in Week 8 before the Packers made this run-the-table prediction, and they have been incredible ever since. But you have two really, really great offenses here. Atlanta led the league in scoring, and just remarkable. Matt Ryan has thrown touchdown passes of 13 different receivers this season, which is an NFL record. So definitely going to be an offensive matchup there. And then we'll have Steelers Patriots at 540, number three Pittsburgh at number one New England. Pittsburgh had a little bit of a Facebook Live controversy last week with Antonio Brown. They're going to be looking to put that behind them. Steelers have won nine in a row with two straight in the playoffs. And their defense has given up less than 17 points per game during that streak, which is obviously really remarkable, and especially considering that that's the playoffs. Only red flag for Pittsburgh is they only scored 18 points versus the Chiefs when they only put up six field goals. You can't really beat the Patriots with only field goals. So that'll be interesting to see if they can convert in the red zone on Sunday. Tom Brady was not super sharp versus the Texans. He completed less than 50% of his passes, which is only the second time he's done that in a playoff game. But going into this weekend, you have four really top quarterbacks. So it's going to be some great games on Sunday. After some of the Divisional round games were not the best, but you have Ben Roethlisberger, 
Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers, arguably four of the top quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So look for some great games on Sunday. So coming up next, we're going to hear from Anthony Davis, who talked to Daniel Salerson yesterday for Coach Gentry's show about the honor of being named an all-star starter. It's family night. You take the wife and kids to a new hibachi restaurant. The flames go up, your wife's eyebrows get singed off, and Junior leaves with a black eye, thanks to a projectile shrimp. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans, facing off against the Brooklyn Nets, Friday, January 20th. First 3,000 kids receive a Pierre toothbrush holder. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. Yesterday on the Alvin Gentry Coaches Show, Daniel Salerson caught up with Anthony Davis to talk about the honor of being named an All-Star starter, his fourth consecutive time being named to the All-Star team. Here's what Anthony Davis had to say. Joining me now is Anthony Davis, named a starter just a few moments ago here, a fourth-time NBA All-Star, now two-time starter. Anthony, first of all, how does it feel? Uh, it feels amazing. You know, um, to be able to start, especially here in New Orleans, uh, it's a definite honor. Um going to be try to be a great ambassador for the city um, and put on a show for him. You know, uh, it's not, you know, a lot of time where you come around, you know, for an all-star game be able to be a starter. So I'm, I'm glad that I was able to get chosen for a starter. And um, like I said, just try to put on a show for the city of New Orleans. I don't know if a lot of people have been able to have two all-star games in their backyard, especially you have only done it in four years. Is that kind of cool, knowing that for the second time now you're going to be home? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, you know, the first time, you know, I didn't get to play as much. You know, so I'm, I'm definitely going to try to, you know, like I said, put on a show for the city of New Orleans, represent New Orleans in this game. And, you know, Coach already told me every time I touch it, shoot it. So, um, you know, try to represent it as much as I can. What does it mean not only to get voted on by the fans, but your peers, your players, and the media knowing that, recognizing how much you've done for not only uh, the city, but for your team and for the NBA? Yeah, that's huge. Um, you know, when they added the players um, to the voting, um, you know, and just see all – other players in the NBA voting for me to start, um, you know, the coaches, um, and obviously the fans. Uh, it's huge. You know, it's all the hard work I put in in the summertime trying to get better, trying to get healthy, trying to get stronger and better my game, and um, it finally paid off. I know some people look at the All-Star Game exhibition game, but what does it mean for you guys, the players, that get to participate not only in just the game but the All-Star festivities, the parties, not even that, but just like the community events? What does it mean to you just to be able to, to participate in all that kind of stuff? Uh, it's fun, um, you know, something that we, you know, definitely love to do. Uh, like you said, the community, spending time with the fans, have appearances, and, um, you know, get to mingle with some of the people here in New Orleans um, and all around the country, so uh, even in the world, you know. So um, it's always a fun opportunity to be an all-star and get to, you know, live in some of these moments, you know, with some of these fans that's here. Um, and it's going to be a great time, you know. And um, But the game, of course, is always fun to be on the floor with other all-stars and, you know, you have guys who 
who won championship guys who've been you know all star several times, and you get to pick their brain about different things and learn a lot from them. And um, you know, it's always fun to go out there and play. How many times have you been approached about trying to do like the slam dunk contest? Since you've done so many high flying dunks, how many people have asked you to do it? Oh, a lot. Um, Is it something you'll ever consider? I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm getting older and older by the day, so um, can't do the things I usually do. But uh, I'm not sure yet. You are 23, and you've already been to four All-Star games now in your five seasons. When you first entered the NBA, did you ever imagine at this point you'd be where you are as far as the individual accolades like four-time All-Star, All-NBA team? Uh, no, nah, um, I never you know, imagined that. Um, of course, I imagined it was going to happen you know, sometime, but um, you know, not this soon. You know, you said four times in, in five years. Um, I never thought that would happen, you know. Um, you know, all NBA teams. All I never thought this would happen. You know, so early in my career. But you know, I'm, I'm definitely grateful, and um, you know, hopefully, I can keep it going. How has your game developed in these five years? We've seen you, your stats, and everything else improve and increase in those five years. In your eyes, what what's kind of been the biggest difference each year as far as you getting to where you are right now? I think just experience. Um, I know more about the game. I experience a lot of things um, on and off the floor. Um, so when I play. Um, everything is starting to slow down for me. Uh, I can read defenses better, and um, you know. But I think most importantly, it's just experience. You know, the more I go out there and play, the more I see different defenses. The more you know, I try and move, and it didn't work. So now I go back and look at it. Um, the more I can get better. So the more experience you have, um, you're gonna get better, and that's all that happened with me. Do you, do you feel like there are still parts of the game that you are trying to improve on? Stuff that you're trying to get better at each day? Uh, everything. I try to work on everything. Um, I don't think there's nothing that I perfected. Um, you know, every day, you know, I work on post moves, you know, jump shots, free throws, ball handling, everything. You know, just to try to per- perfect everything. Um, so when the game becomes easy, but um, every time I work out after practice or before practice or off days, or whatever, I try to work on everything. I think you've had the tough task of being a leader on this team at such a young age. How have you developed? As a leader, and what have you learned through these past few years of being uh, the main guy at the age of 23? Yeah, it takes a lot to lead a team. Um, you know, sometimes it can be, you know, joyful. Sometimes it can be stressful. You know, um, you know. But I got a lot of teammates and a lot of great coaches who who try to help me through that. Um, they know that I'm young and it's, it's a lot of pressure, so they do a great job of trying to take that pressure off me. And um, you know, that's when you know you have a great team. And you know, them guys have been great of doing that to me this year. And um, you know, we've been playing really well, so we got to keep it going. But um, to be a leader at a young age, you know, it's tough. And that's when, you know, you refer to all-star games to, you know, pick you know, the brains of other guys who are leading team who who's a lot older than you and probably have a lot more years in the NBA than you. Um, and so you try to, you know, use that to, to try to pick their brain and then, you know, take whatever advice they give and take it back to your team. Have you learned a lot about yourself during this time? I mean, I'm sure you're – trying to be a leader, but you're still learning how to be one. Have you been able to learn some things about yourself that maybe you didn't think you'd be doing this at the age of 23? Yeah. Um, you know, you look at, you know, some other guys who are probably 23 around the league, they probably don't have to lead, <laughs> you know, leading the team right now. So, um, and I learned about a, a lot about myself. I was never like this outgoing guy and everything, um, you know, speaking my opinion and everything like that. So, um, all that had to change. You know, I had to get out that shell and um, try to, you know, get out of my comfort zone to try to help this team win. Let's talk about this team right now. Unfortunately, the 0-8 start um, was very tough on the team, but since then you guys have played almost 500 ball. You feel like you guys are starting to finally turn the corner a little bit, especially with a healthy team? Yeah, I think so. Um, we got a lot of guys back. Um, you know, Of course, Drew came back. Uh, Tyrese coming back playing well, and guys are starting to find their role. Um, guys are you know playing with a lot of confidence. Guys are making shots. Guys are playing well defensively, and 
it's helping our team. And when everybody's playing well like this and playing for each other, then I think we're a tough team to beat. It's still 40, 39 games to go, but obviously the attention is on the race for eighth in the West. How much of it are you guys looking at that? Or are you guys just strictly worried about yourself and just taking care of business on your own and then the rest will play out? Um, no, we look at it. You know, of course, um, it's, it's hard not to, you know, when you're that close. And um, it changes every day who's in that eighth spot. Um, but, you know, we, we got to take it a game at a time. You know, we can't overlook games or uh, try to, you know, jump ahead in the season. So um, every time we come in, you know, we talk about it, but we know that, you know, we got to come in and, and make sure that we take care of business, especially while we're on this homestand. Do you feel like this is a, a sense of urgency, a time for you guys to realize that six-game homestand doesn't come a lot, but this is the time for you to kind of get some wins back on the board there? Yeah, for sure. Um, we got to play with a sense of desperation, and um, it's great why we can do that at home. You know, we got six games until uh, we get back on the road, and, you know, we take care of business then, then we'll be fine. So what else do you feel like you guys have to work on next? You've been toying with what you call a small ball lineup. Um, what are you guys trying to work on, get better at, as far as even on this homestand? Um, you know, just trying to get better offensively. You know, I think our defense is there, but offensively we've been kind of struggling, um, you know, with our pace, uh, with our ball movement and execution. So um, while we're here, you know, at home, you know, we try to take care of that. And if we do that with um, playing well uh, defensively, you know, I think we'll be fine. All right, so for your fellow NBA teammates that are going to be coming for Western Conference All-Stars, do you, do you tend to give people advice? I know last time you were here for the All-Star game, do you give players advice on where to go, where to eat, stuff to do, or that kind of takes care of itself? Uh, I think it was only my second year when it – no, my third year. Second year. Second year when I was here, so I was still fairly new to the city. Um, but now, yeah, people come to me asking places to eat or where to go, where to visit, sightseeing, all that. Um, I have some ideas for them. Coming up next, Sean Kelly caught up with Heath Evans, 10-year NFL veteran and analyst for NFL Network and former Saints fullback and Super Bowl champion. Hey, New Orleans. The world's biggest party just got even bigger because NBA All-Star 2017 is coming to the Big Easy. You know about the big game on Sunday, but there's a whole weekend of fun. Starting Friday night, come check out the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge and the Celebrity Game. Then the D-League All-Star Game on Saturday. Even watch the best athletes in the world get ready at All-Star Practice. Tickets start at just $10. Don't miss out. Visit NBATickets.com now. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We bring back one of our favorites, of course, not just because he's a former Saint, but, you know, we just we love Heath Evans of the NFL Network. And it's been a while, Heath. How are you, my friend? <laughs> it's been a busy NFL season, as you guys well know. Uh, I'm good. Family's good. Excited for uh, championship weekend. I know. It's finally here. And, uh, you know, part of me is mourning the fact that we're only having two football games to talk about and soon enough just one. But when they're this good and the matchups are set like this for two conference championships, how do you not get excited? I mean, really, look at this. We've got some great ones. We've got uh, four really good quarterbacks. 
um, two elite quarterbacks. Uh, and then you got Big Ben, who's just you know one play away from making magic. And then you know Matt Ryan, who's you know trying to enter that upper echelon of quarterbacks with Rodgers and, and Brady. So um, a lot to prove this weekend. Um, I would say even more so, a lot to prove defensively for all four of these squads. I, I, I totally agree with you. And if we're going to stay kind of at thirty thousand feet here, the uh, Heath. Did did the process do right? Did do we have the right four teams here on the last weekend before the Super Bowl? Yeah, we always do. I mean, listen, I when I was a part of that 2007 18 and one team, mm-hmm. and on that day in February, the Giants were a better team. And and I don't ever. We can look at injuries. We can look at poor coaching decisions. We can look at fumbles. We can look at all those different things. But the truth is, you put your best effort out on the field. Um, you know, you guys remember that 11 and five team that went to Seattle, uh, and lost to seven and nine, the the beast quake uh, creation. Uh, the better team won that day. So I'm a firm believer that um, these four are are the best four. Good smart perspective there. And 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 to get to these four. I thought we had some entertaining football, especially this past Sunday. He so look, it, it came down to a razor finish for most of these guys. I mean, <laughs> Dallas, uh, Dallas Green Bay w- was crazy. Um, I thought Seattle had Atlanta on the ropes early, and their own special teams errors really kind of let them off the ropes. Um, I thought that that game could have been totally different. Um, you know, they they couldn't ever swing the momentum back the way that they've been known to do in the last two to three years. Um, I look at that Texans game. Um, people don't understand how good that Texans defense is. It was number one for a reason, despite all the horrid offense. I mean, that thing, people don't grasp that as bad as that offense was in Houston, they were still able to have the number one overall ranked defense. I mean, that's unheard of. I mean, most time when your offense is balancing out the spreadsheet, so to speak, you know, your defense gets somewhat of a break. Well, it was the opposite in their case. And so, you know, it was still, what, 34-16, kind of a blowout win for the Pats, but um, they forced Brady to make some mistakes, some tip balls, other things that made it look a bit sloppy. Um, but all in all, I mean, that was that was one heck of a game. And then Pittsburgh, Kansas City was everything we expected. I just expected it to, to tilt the for the other team. But uh, we had a great one. Do you have a favorite game that you want to see this weekend out of the two, or are they equally as important in your eyes? You know, um, I kind of, you know, listen, it's, it's so funny. You'll be here at the network. All the Saints fans just assume it's because I, I hate the, the Falcons because I played with you guys. Um, I, I Listen, I've had to call out Brady. I've had to call out Breeze. I've had to call out even Matt Hasselback. you know, all three of my former quarterbacks and former teams when they haven't played well. So, of course, there's always going to be a strong loyalty to, to teams that I um, that chose me and that I was a part of. But, you know, this Atlanta team, I've kind of held my breath all year. I think Kyle Shanahan – um, I'm telling you, the what he's done from the offensive side of the the game plan, week in, week out game planning, I go back to that Denver game. Um, it was a thing of beauty, and he's earned a head coaching job. Obviously, it looks like he's going to get it. Um, but, but Atlanta, or excuse me, Seattle started to expose some of those defensive flaws last week, and even some of the special teams flaws that I know Keith Armstrong hates, but they've been there all year. Um, and they, they were disabled. That offense was good enough to get off the hook. So um, I'd probably be more leaning towards the AFC game. Um, although I could see that one being a blowout too, knowing Brady and Bill's history versus you know the Pittsburgh Steelers. So um, we'll see how they shake out. But uh, you know, obviously, none of my former teams other than the Pats are in it. So 
probably more bent towards the AFC this weekend. I guess so. Hey, the juiciest off-the-field story going into these two games, obviously, for me at least, is the Antonio Brown situation uh, and Mike Tomlin. Uh, obviously, uh, all of us would probably agree that this just is not a good thing, but in your eyes, has it been handled correctly this week, and does it have any impact upon the AFC Championship game? It shouldn't. I mean, the Rooney's run a tight ship. They're a, they're a tough football team. They're obviously – they discipline their players and they go about their business than how I would prefer. Um, that being said, I consider AB a great friend. Um, I know him personally. Um, I, I know that in the moment it probably wasn't that big of a deal. It's turned out to be a bit of a distraction. I don't think it has any outcome on the on the game Sunday. Um, I, I just believe that you know, us in the media, we, we, we blow stuff out of proportions. I've kind of said all week that, listen, if this was some lower-level player pulling it off, but this is the best wide receiver in football. And he's playing with one of the best quarterbacks in football, with the best running back in football, or the most complete running back in football, with a dominant offensive line and a defense that's been opportunistic as of late. Um, I just, at the end of the day, this team is seasoned, they're experienced, and they know what they're going up against. I mean, this is you know one of the you know over the last ten years, these teams have played each other a bunch of times in really meaningful games. So um, this this was a good story, uh, but there's not a lot of legs to it. All right, that's fair enough. Two quick ones left for Heath Evans here. Heath, real quick, uh, whether it be one game or the other or both, give me something that uh, an expert observer like you will look for in the games as opposed to, say, an average observer in these two final games. You know, Green Bay at the start of the year um, had a dominant run defense. They were beating people with a lot of speed and athleticism. And when another team had six blockers, they'd only really have six run defenders. And um, they would beat them with stunts and movements and line games. And, you know, um, midway through the year, they had to change a few times. Obviously, the challenge that they're up against this week in Atlanta, not just a pass-happy offense, but, but two running backs that can beat you in different ways. And then even not just in the run game, but those running backs in the pass game. So I'm looking for... You know, are you just going to flat out commit to say, hey, they're not running the ball, we're going to make Matt Ryan beat us? Or will it be this balanced, somewhat of effective, we're going to bend but not break, and we're just going to try to create great tackling angles and leverage on the ball and, you know, just make them go 12 and 15 play drives? So um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what Dom Capers and Mike McCarthy, what their thought process is going into this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'll be. We'll see it early, and then we'll see if it's working early or not. Should be great. Uh, last thing, uh, answer if you like. Who's playing in Super Bowl 51? You know, only because of the injuries that I think Green Bay has and the, the, you know, the defense as well as, you know, we don't know if Adams is playing. We don't know if Jordy's playing. I know he's freaking Aaron Rodgers, and he is playing lights-out football right now. Um, but there's only so much you can overcome when there's another offense that's capable of putting up 40 points on your defense. So, um, if Clay Matthews can have one of his world-class, you know, uh, strip sack fumbles and create an extra short field turnover for Aaron, they can win that game. But I suspect uh, Atlanta will win this game and, and New England will win their game. All right. I suspect New England will probably win theirs pretty handedly. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, he'll always be one of our own, and, and we'll always watch on the NFL Network. Heath Evans, thank you very much, and enjoy the football this weekend. All right, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. You got it. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. 
Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. It's Guys Night Out. You and the crew head out to the club. Tonight is ladies' night, but there are no ladies in sight. Where are the ladies, bro? Then a bad batch of hot wings sends you sprinting to the bathroom. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans. See the Pels face off against reigning champs LeBron James and the Cavs Monday, January 23rd. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. We're going to wrap things up on this Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report, heading into that Pelicans-Nets game at 7 p.m. tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Remember, the first 3,000 kids will go home with a Pierre toothbrush holder in honor of Pierre's mascot party. So he'll have five visiting mascots with him tonight. You'll see Chuck from the Clippers, Bingo from Milwaukee, the Spurs Coyote, Phoenix's Gorilla, and Jazz, the Jazz's Jazz Bear. Um, and then coming back on Monday, we will recap the NFL games from this weekend and preview that big Pelicans-Cavaliers matchup coming on Monday night. So that'll be LeBron's only time in the Smoothie King Center this season until he comes for All-Star, obviously. So great weekend ahead in sports, and we'll be back on Monday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.